Here's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Well, I don't think that'll be hard. They have a really strong chemistry in the locker room from everything I understand and a great rapport with the coaches and players. Uh, you know, it's still Oklahoma. They're still a prideful program. And they'll continue to play hard and play well and, and, try, and, and try and just keep building the one win after another if they can here to finish out the year. But, um, you know, they'll, they, they've got good character in their locker room. And, and again, I, I believe strongly in the coaching staff. So I don't believe that'll be very hard to go out and put forth, you know, their best foot forward to, you know, to keep scrapping and fighting. And you just look at this week and and get a win this week, and they'll have a great chance to do that. There's the program guy himself, Bob Stoops, earlier this week on The Rush. He joins us every single Tuesday at 320 saying, it's all good. Hey, don't worry about motivation. Heading into this West Virginia game, this team will be motivated, and they're going to come out and they're going to play well. So uh, that's what Bob Stoops thinks about the the matter. What about you, Travis? What are your, I guess, late week feel? What is your late week feel on this uh, football game tomorrow in Morgantown? Well, I'm, you know, I, th- I think something people should know about me, maybe if I haven't made it clear, I'll pretty much agree with Bob Stoops on on just about anything, you know. Um, I feel like uh, he's a good one to uh, align with uh, on that. But, yeah, I, I feel good about it. I think it's a good game, kind of a, a get-right type situation for the defense. They got gashed, right, by by a great Baylor rushing attack. West Virginia really doesn't do anything well statistically, and their quarterback is reeling. Um, you know, you don't know if the head coach is going to be there next year despite the $16.7 million buyout. Um I, I think OU, uh, I think OU takes care of business in a in a real way tomorrow. So when I was thinking of the the biggest key for the game on Saturday, uh, what the Friday conversation to have, what's the biggest key for OU to win tomorrow? There's uh, there's several to me, but I think overcoming adversity might be number one. Man, this team almost has to be successful early because if they faced any adversity whatsoever, they've had a hard time overcoming it, especially defensively. Man. Like you, you, you look. If, if they don't have early success on defense, they're almost destined to give up a whole lot of points and yards. You look at the the Kansas game, the Baylor game, the Texas game, the TCU game, the Kansas State game. I guess the, really the only game where they gave up an early score and rebounded and played well defensively was the Nebraska game. So they're going to face adversity tomorrow, regardless of what we all think about West Virginia. West Virginia is going to hit on some plays. This defense has to figure out a way, man. If they give up a first down, if they give up a third and long, they've got to figure out a way to turn it around and still come up with the stop. Because they've been pretty lousy in that category. So far this year yeah and uh what's interesting is uh Jaden Davis right not uh not traveling to Morgantown so you get CJ Colden likely in the starting role right that's a guy that leads the team in interceptions uh with two he had those in back-to-back games obviously the really easy one against Arch Manning that was basically an arm punt it looked like and then the fantastic one that had him leaping into the air and tipping it to himself as he fell to the ground um I think between him and Bowman turnovers cover up a lot of things right Tyler like if you get a turnover shut down a drive that's kind of how USC speaking of them was living early in the year they couldn't really just line up and stop you 
but they were really just taking advantage of turnovers, which kind of you know inflated their their numbers early in the year. And I think if uh, I think with with JT Daniels uh, continuing that turnover streak that he's had. Uh, I think we've got two of our best ball hawks back in the lineup, in the starting lineup. So I think they're gonna. I think they're going to um, cover some of those blemishes. Well, uh, as we said earlier to start off the show last hour, this is the worst team in the conference, West Virginia. That is not guarantee that you're going to roll easy tomorrow and you're going to win by a big margin. Doesn't guarantee anything. But this is the worst team in the conference, and if you lose tomorrow it will have been the worst team that you've lost to all year long. So I understand where this team at is at and the issues that it's had. There is no, there's no excuse to win this game tomorrow. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't care the situation. If we want to see growth this season and want to be optimistic about the future, you've got to beat a, a team like West Virginia that's bad. And, and honestly, too, Travis, like West Virginia's 3-6. and six. Now, still technically, they're playing for a chance at a bowl game. they got to win their last three. But what's West Virginia's mentality going into this game, coming off a game where they just lost to Iowa State by 17 points? I don't know where the give a meter for West Virginia is coming into this game. All of that just points towards you've got to play well on Saturday. You've got to play well. You can't lose to a team of this caliber because they're not very good. Tyler, it would, it would be, and I know we probably felt this after the Texas game, but I feel like – you know, we could explain that away, right, um, with with the injury to Dylan Gabriel and that. and um, You know, I think that game goes a lot differently if that happens. But with this, I think you'll go out and lose to West Virginia. I think uh, um, I think it's rock bottom, like legitimately yeah. rock bottom. Yeah, seriously. If you lose in any of these last three games, don't you think it'll be, regardless of who it's to, um, it'll be the worst team that you've lost to this year. It'll be your worst loss of yes, the year absolutely. if you don't oh, win yeah. your last three. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It would it would be real bad. I I mean, the post game show. Oof. They would. It would have to be. I mean, we would have to start with phone calls, and we wouldn't be able to get them all in in the two hours if we just did phone calls the entire time. Yeah, um, it'll be like West Virginia's offense. They've done some nice things in, in at home this year, but I'm not saying that they're not going to give up 40 plus points. But if this is a uh, 59 56 game like the last time OU was in Morgantown, maybe at this point everyone will just take a win. Who cares? But a 59 56 game, I, I think OU fans would be pretty depressed. I mean that that would be. That would be another step back from this defense if they're in a game of that like that type of shootout. I don't I don't think it's going to be a 59-56 game, but if you allow West Virginia to have their most points all year long and it looks like another step back, then the disappointment defensively will be even more magnified than it was last week. And it was pretty bad last week. You remember? Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. But it is funny how we'll get like two calls if we win and then we sit there and kind of talk the rest of the show. And I had people texting me last week saying, man, I can't get in, man. The phone lines are, are, are all backed up. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it goes. But we appreciate the engagement, man. I know uh, it's it's nice to hear from a lot of the folks after the game. And win, you know, win or lose, it's, uh, it's always good to hear from people. The text line did point out, I accidentally said when C.J. Colden picked off Arch Manning, I guess too much recruiting oh. talk. 
<clears throat> it it didn't, didn't even phase me. I didn't even notice into it. the future. Yeah, I've been talking <clears throat> exactly. Archimedes too much. Exactly. Have me too. looking into the future. I mean, uh, I mean, Quinn Ewers uh, the, is is obviously who he intercepted. So appreciate the text line, uh, keeping us honest on that. But yeah, my my crystal ball. I was looking into. I suppose. Would y'all take West Virginia's backup over our backup quarterback? Well, two things. One, probably because Garrett Green at least offers a dual threat ability. Two, who is OU's backup quarterback? Do we know for sure who it is? Like, I, I don't think it's Davis Bevel, and if I had to guess, it's probably General Booty, and thank God, like, that's best-case scenario, is that, you know, a few weeks after the injury, we don't know for sure who the backup quarterback is because we haven't had a chance to find out, but I don't think that there's necessarily a clear, definitive answer as to who it is. Yeah, the current... Uh state of the backup um, position, at least if we assume that the depth chart hasn't changed, Tyler. Um, this is a situation where if you knew nothing about West Virginia's roster, you know, you might say, yeah, I'll take it. I'll roll the dice. I don't know who it is, but I'll roll the dice. Like, it's like picking between what our situation is and a box. You don't know what's in the box, but there's, there's, there's a good chance it's going to be better than what you have. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't have to find out at any point the remainder of the year who the backup quarterback is going to be. I don't, I don't think that they would trot Davis Bevel back out there, especially for a home game. I, I am guessing it would be, uh, I'm guessing it would be General Booty. Uh, West Virginia, here's some numbers for you. They've given up 40 points per game their last five games. They've got a Big 12 low three intercept, three interceptions all season long. So they're a team that hasn't been good defensively in fact they've been bad defensively and they haven't been turning people over either so if I were to ask you where OU's edge is tomorrow would you say it's OU's passing game against West Virginia secondary because that's a pretty easy one to point to yeah it kind of depends on what the weather's like Tyler um obviously if I mean if this game was played in a dome then yes I would expect Dylan Gabriel to have a big day I would expect Marvin Mims to have a big day. He's kind of struggled on the road uh, this year, which has been interesting. Um, but especially in conference games, uh, he's been struggling on the road. Had a nice Nebraska game, but uh, um, yeah, I would expect it. But I think with you know some some rain in the forecast, it looks like I think Eric Gray gives you your best advantage because he's been your best player on your offense. So when you look at your advantages, I mean going with the best player, running behind an offensive line that is playing their best ball of the year, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, and uh, hopefully hopefully the run game is OU's biggest edge tomorrow, and they're uh, able to run for about 200-plus on this West Virginia defense that's really struggled. So ho- hopefully that's the case. Hopefully Javante Barnes is back in as running back two, and this offense looks like they're uh, – they're more at full strength. Text line says, do you think Nick Evers transfers out this offseason? I think Bevel will transfer out. Do I think Nick Evers transfers out at the end of the year? Um, no, I don't think that he will. I, I think that he'll probably be back next year to battle for that backup quarterback spot. He, here's, how I think the, here's how I think the quarterback situation is going to play out, Travis. You got Jackson Arnold coming in. I think that he will sign. I think that Dylan Gabriel will be back. I think that Nick Evers will be back. I don't think that he will redshirt, or excuse me, transfer. I would guess that Davis Bevel transfers out, and General Booty, 
a guess. I'm going to guess that he stays for one more year, but that's a total guess. I'm going to guess that Davis Bevel is the only guy that's gone at the end of the year. Yeah, and one thing we always got to be you know, careful of is pushing kids out the door um, when – you know, we don't know their plans. We don't want to put anything in their heads or, you know, fan bases' heads or anything like that as far as, you know, players that are on the team that, you know, are, you know, that we think may or may not transfer, right? I personally don't think Nick is going to transfer. I don't think he should transfer. Uh, I think given the history, I think you nailed it on the head what next year looks like. Dylan Gabriel, QB1, and Jackson Arnold and Nick Evers, you know, battling out for QB2. Um, keep in mind, Tyler, we just talked about it. Dylan Gabriel has not made it through a full season healthy in, you know, years. So that QB2 position, we saw it against Texas. It needs to be better, and it may be called on. I mean, especially, Tyler, you look at the Tua situation, you look at Dylan's situation, It's they will continue to take concussions more and more and more seriously. So if you even – you know, stumble when you get up, they may pull you. So teams are going to really have to make sure that that second quarterback, there's not as dramatic as a drop-off as we currently have at Oklahoma. So that's why I think Nick ever stays. He's got another year in the system, so at least he's going to have an early head start uh, on Jackson Arnold as he kind of continues to get in the groove. And Jackson even said, look, for all, you know, people are like, hey, do you want to come in and, and start? He's like, you know what, I'm a competitive guy. I want to come in and, you know, compete for playing time, but I think it would be good for me to sit behind a, you know, a veteran uh, like Dylan Gabriel, uh, learn the offense, and really just, you know, put my best foot forward. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. I mean, I got got all the high points. So, but no, I don't think I don't think Nick ever transfers. I don't think he should, um, and I would I would uh, I would think twice before uh, commenting on recommending players transfer you know well, what I mean yeah it's an interesting point about backup quarterbacks because I'm just thinking and, and I guess most of this is thanks to TCU and, and, the, and their ability to knock out the starting quarterback every single week but the teams in the conference right. that have had to start at least two quarterbacks this year because of an injury well Texas had to start has had to start two quarterbacks this year because of an injury TCU has had to start two quarterbacks because of an injury um the Max Duggan wasn't even their day one starter, right? Texas Tech has started like three different quarterbacks this year, I feel like. OU has started two different quarterbacks this year. Oklahoma State has started three uh, different – no, they've, oh, they've only started two different quarterbacks, but they played three different quarterbacks. Um, KU's had to start a, a couple of different quarterbacks. Kansas State has had to start a couple. Like most of the conference, I don't think West Virginia has. Has JT Daniels missed a start? I don't think Hunter Deckers has missed a start. Just about everybody in the league, man, has had to start. And we still got three games left. Through nine games, just about everybody in the league has start, had to start at least two quarterbacks. And I don't know if that's a this year thing or that's been a norm and I haven't realized it, but that's kind of. I don't know, man. Like you've really had to have some good quarterback depth this year in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, between like I said, the concussion protocol situation that we're seeing nationally at all levels of football, um, and then with TCU, you know, being in the same conference as TCU is uh, is bad for the quarterback position. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you gotta 
really pay attention to that backup role, man. You see it being so important across the country, and especially in this conference, to your point. Yeah. All right, uh, who is the under-the-radar player going to be tomorrow for the OUS Virginia game? Well, we'll try. We'll do our absolute best to tell you who the under-the-radar player is going to be uh, tomorrow in the game in Morgantown. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-645. It's an OEC Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. This has really been a fun segment this year, our under-the-radar feature sponsored by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures, they are uh, investing in OU Innovation, a venture capital firm that funds and guides promising suitor startups. For more information, go to boydstreetventures.com. It's been fun to try and guess who the the under-the-radar player is going to be for the upcoming game. It's been fun to get submissions on the text line as to who the listeners think are going to be under-the-radar players. And we already have a couple rolling in. Lane from California. We'll get to yours here in a second. I'll let you go first. Uh, you got the tee box here. Who is the under-the-radar player for OU in this uh, game at West Virginia tomorrow? Ooh, uh, under-the-radar. You know, that's what's always interesting, Tyler, is how does one, you know – define under the radar you know because there's not a lot of under the radar um, players on offense at this point they're all kind of known names so that right was tough. right um you know i went with gavin freeman in the past um i think let's see under the radar it's hard you know farouk like steve bullard was saying uh, he knew the segment was coming up said farouk i mean he's one of our most versatile offensive weapons and most productive offensive weapons, really, um, over the last few games at least. So tough to go there. How about, I'm just going to go with an off-the-radar player okay? Um, and and say that Daniel Parker Ooh, Jr. scores. Man. Daniel Parker Jr. scores. Uh, I had that prediction for the Iowa State game. Is that what game it was, I feel like? I feel like it was the Iowa State game. Uh, Daniel Parker did not yeah. score that game, but Zach Schmidt did. Okay, so well the text line, yeah. whoever texted that on the text line that day, I mean, they uh, they hit the nail on the head because really uh, Schmidt was uh, lights out. I feel like I have a good one for you today. Under the radar player, brought to you by Board Street okay. Ventures. Okay. Parker reported earlier today that Jaden Davis is not going to play tomorrow. Right. So I'm going to say that C.J. Colden has a really good day that includes an interception. Maybe not an interception to the caliber that he had earlier this year, but C.J. Colden, we're all going to know that he's out there on the field because he's going to make a couple of nice plays. Like it? Love it? Hate it? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, as I've said, like, a little earlier, you know, the our, our best, uh, you know, ball hawks, if you will, just on paper – uh, have really been C.J. Colden and really Billy Bowman. I know he's just got the one, but he seems to always be making a play. Uh, so I think Colden especially, like I said, with J.T. Daniels on this turnover streak that he's on, um, I, I, I think C.J. Colden's a guy that, see, you know, he, I think he starts, and I think he plays really well. 
Board Street Ventures, there is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising, under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. The texts are rolling in for the under-the-radar player. <laughs> the one, this one for the 405 just says Mims. I don't think Mims is very under the radar. All right, that, That's like the uh, free space on the bingo card that you're trying to claim there. But nice try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? I love the Mims effort. better not love be the under effort. the radar tomorrow, or I'm going to be really worried about the game. Yeah, maybe maybe road maybe road game Mims isn't under the under <sighs> oh, the radar. I didn't think about That's a that. guy who like he likes playing in Norman, Oklahoma. So uh, if you're just looking at trends, I will I will give the texter this uh, you know that little you know that benefit of the doubt that maybe they were just talking about how Mims has fared on road games. Four oh five, Jalen Redman will finally show up big. Oh, wouldn't that be a welcome sign if this defensive line starts Man, to be a little I'll bit more disruptive? You know, he, he had our only sack against uh, Baylor, and it came on a play where it looked like a cheat code in a video game. Like, it was it, like like he was on fire in NFL Blitz. Like, he blew up the entire offensive line, what it looked like, and just got, like, like Jay, there are not very many players, Tyler, on this Oklahoma roster that have that high of a top end. Like, what is your absolutely best film you can put out? Give me your best three plays of the season. He's always going to have the probably the three most impressive plays. It's yep. just with the story with him, just I know he's had bad injury luck, you know, injury history, if you will, um, and it's just the inconsistencies with him. If sure. you had that Jalen Redmond at that height, at his ceiling the entire time, and I know you can't ask for everybody's ceiling the whole time, but if you had him doing that consistently, the dude would be a top 15 pick. Well, there ain't no doubt about that because the flash plays, you're right. It's like, whoa, but it's everything before and after that to where you're like, well, what happened to that guy? Like, well, I-, I want that guy on a more regular basis. Come on, Jalen Redmond, let's see that. Private McCollum of Stutzman Army. On offense, it's Marcus Major. He will have 175 total yards. Whoa. <laughs> In defense, I want to say Danny Stutzman. We'll have 10 tackles, a forced fumble, and one sack. Uh, Nathan, good to hear from you, man. But Marcus Major man, has 175 Nathan total yards. Swinging. And if Danny Stutzman has that type of day, OU uh, will indeed be covering the eight-and-a-half-point spread tomorrow. And maybe that's what he's getting at. I don't know. I mean, he kind of, he kind of took yours the under the radar. I don't know if – Again, Danny's uh, you know comments during the week or anything that that pushed him under the radar, but I think Danny's our leading tackler, so it would. And he's like, I think the I think he's third in the Big Twelve or something like that. I think I saw. So it's like under the radar player. That's that's uh, that's a tough one to uh, to use. But 175 yards, Tyler, out of Marcus. That Major, would shift that would the running back nearly, conversation, would it not? We'd be we'd be having a different conversation would, on Monday if that was the case. That would uh, that would be incredible, Tyler. I think that would probably that would match his last six games. It'd be the best of game of his career Tyler. by far. That's what we'd be saying in the postgame show. Well, uh, here we are. What's his, going on? Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, and Marcus Majors just had his best game as a Sooner. Yeah, we're here from uh, 
Marcus Major Wild Wings. Yeah, uh, he's seriously. been such a star. They've actually renamed the franchise. A dollar uh, seventy five hey, you know, wings tonight for uh, <laughs> the day that Marcus Major had. <laughs> yeah, goodness gracious. But I will say, and I know we, you know, we we laugh about it. It's and and I I know I've been stumping for Eric Gray as RB one the entire year. So I'm not trying to victory lap this thing, but. This team is better when Marcus Major is running the ball effectively. Sure. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, when you have those short yardage runs that you need to get, like, we saw it, we, we've seen it multiple times this year, Tyler, where we needed to pick up a yard, two yards, and couldn't get it done. Marcus Major, you know, we're talking about players at their peaks. When he's at his peak, he picks up that two yards every time. He picks that one yard every time because he's such a physical runner. So, you know, it's been a bit of a bummer that he hasn't really got back to form. But, hey, you know, maybe that's what the doctor ordered was a West Virginia defense and a little bit of rain that forces uh, some running game. 175 yards. I love it. Chase in Orange County. Let's roll through uh, some of these pretty quick. Chase in Orange County says the OU defensive fronts. Uh, This one from the 405 says Jaden Gibson. Uh, I want what Nathan is smoking. <laughs> Reggie Grimes will leave witness protection. That's from Wade in OKC. Uh, Trayvon West, wide receiver under the radar. That's from the 405. Reggie Grimes is on here. Jaron Kanick is on here. I think the under the radar player will be Savion Bird. I've been waiting to see him get more playing time. That's interesting. 918 says Gentry Williams. I'm convinced that Travis just texted that in. Uh, let's see. Duggan Norman says Jaleel Farouk. We'll run back a kickoff for a touchdown. And Lane in California says, how about DJ Graham on offense as an under-the-radar player? Does he get any snaps at all? We haven't – have we seen him? I don't feel like we've seen him on the field as a wide receiver since he made that switch. Um, so I guess no. We haven't. But that, but that's a that's a sneaky good text, though. I mean, that's yeah. – when you go through, Tyler, to, to your point, kind of the, you know, is there anybody on offense that's really under the radar at this point that, that – gets any meaningful snaps um that's a really good that's a smart text there because dj graham again made waves when you know he's he's moving over to the offensive side of the ball the guy's got talent he's got hands we know it so it'll be interesting to see now that he's been there a few weeks if if they're willing to get him into the game plan a little bit under the radar player uh gavin freeman and farouk with tds and key lawrence with the pick six under-the-radar player Drake with six grabs and a huge touchdown. Look at the look at the optimism. All we have to do is get to the under-the-radar feature, and the text line totally what, changes man. their like vibe, their Friday vibe. I don't know. That's another reason why I love this feature. It gets everyone in like a in a good mood. Thank God. Well, the the dam opens for sure. <laughs> right. um, but when 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 you ask people for, uh, I mean, you're getting. You're getting pick sixes. You're getting 175 yard rushing days from uh, from Marcus Major. You're you're getting it all. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. Theo Ease has been under the radar all year. DJ Graham wasn't even suited up last game. As always, hey, we appreciate your interaction on the Air Comfort Solutions text line for our under the radar player of the week. All right, it is an OEC Football Friday. A reminder: Travis and I will be out and about in Oklahoma City tomorrow. Watching the game for the official ref, a ref army watch party. So come join us. We're going to be off I forty in Rockwell at the Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to get there around ten forty five probably. We're going to watch the whole football game there. 
We're going to do our entire two-hour post-game show from Buffalo Wild Wings. And when you show up, just say, hey, I'm with the Ref Army Watch Party. And they've kind of got our own dedicated room, for what I understand, back there. So going to be a bunch of Sooner fans there. I'm going to have some uh, Ref koozies. I'm going to have some Ref Army t-shirts. So uh, come out, join the fun, and uh, we'll watch the football game tomorrow. How does that sound, huh? Sounds like a good time. 405-651-3439. More of your texts coming up next. Football Friday on The Rush. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care.